Hi everyone, welcome to the Menzies School of Health Research podcast series for the NT Youth Health Summit initiative called Youth Choices, Youth Voices, where we aim to hear from young people and specialists about youth health priorities in the NT. A special shout out to our sponsors for this event, including Hot North, CDU, the Northern Territory Government, NTPHN, Bridging the Gap, Ironbark Corporation and Charter Air. I'm Letitia Jeffrey, and today on the very first episode, I'll be having a chat with Sizzle Fiana from Fiana Support. Following her own battles with suicide and depression, Sizzle has worked hard to turn her life around and commit to supporting others. She established Fiana Support, a youth-oriented consultancy firm that is focused on empowering and encouraging young people. Sizzle has partnered with the likes of City of Palmerston, Dondale, and other clients to improve outcomes for young Territorians support their social and emotional well-being. Sizzle is a law and psychology student who has volunteered for many working groups and is on the 2021 Northern Territory Youth Roundtable. Welcome to the podcast, Sizzle. Thank you for joining me. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Thank you for having me. So amazing to have you. I've read a lot of your background. So, um, but can you please tell us a little bit about yourself, and, like where you're from, where you grew up and what you're doing now? Yeah, so I was born in Zimbabwe, uh, in Africa. Um, I left there when I was three. We moved to England for 10 years. I lived in Peterborough, which is about an hour away from London. And I've been in Darwin for the past nine years now. Um, But yeah, so I've traveled around, you know, Melbourne, Perth, but it's mainly, I've, I've only lived in Darwin. Lovely. So you talk a lot about mental health and your journey through some tough times. Are you able to share a little bit about that journey? Yeah, so I think growing up, I was always like an outgoing kid. Like I was the one who was always naughty at school, like, you know, the class clown. So I never really, like, mental health was never a thing for me growing up. I was like, oh, I just go play sports or just like, you know what I mean? So I, it sort of started in 20, towards the, 20, towards the end of 2018, um, I realized I was feeling like, of course, you know, we all have bad days, but mine were like prolonged bad weeks. And I was like, mm, maybe like, I just need to go to the gym or like, you know what I mean? You sort of just like avoid it. And then end of, end of year 12, I completely bummed out of year 12. Like <laughs> I failed year 12 and I was like, but I wanted to be a lawyer. So um, CDU accepted me. And so I was like, okay, let me take six months off starting in July, 2019. Um, and so I got myself a job at a law firm as a clerk and, you know, like it's coming out of high school and getting a job. Everyone's like, wow, like it's, it's pretty amazing. And so I went to finance a car <laughs> at the age of 18, <laughs> you know how that ends. And yeah. I thought life was cool, you know, like, I was like, this is perfect. This is what I want. And then, but I still wasn't happy. It's almost like I was trying to seek fulfillment from the money, from the car, from all these external sources but I still yeah. wasn't happy and then it sort of just went on and I realized yeah that it was either I felt myself going down a black hole and I remember just feeling so hopeless and helpless I was like this is not gonna work um and then I, I was admitted in hospital so my mom found me and I was admitted um and then obviously you know the whole procedure being in hospital staying you know staying in the hospital while they sort of look after you um, in the process, I lost my job and I had this car in finance. 
So I just, the financial pressure sort of came, you know, it, being 18, like you've got debt collectors chasing you for money, you know, like, and I'm like, what do you want me to do? And so I think after that, I, I had sort of just given up. I lost my job. I was sitting around doing nothing at home and it just wasn't getting better. Like there were I was seeing psychiatrists, psychologists, but I just seen nothing was working. I felt like nothing was working. And that's when, you know, I had my second attempt. Um, and I ended, so they ended up in hospital where they put me in a psych ward and, you know, I had, I was on watch, suicide watch and everything. Um, and then, look, I was released because, you know, I said I was okay just to get released. And that didn't help me either because I ended up going back there um, for the third time. Um, back into hospital for the same reason and I remember this nurse this nurse was like looking after me because I had to be on watch with like a security guard and a nurse yeah and I remember just resisting everything I was like just let me I was just on fire I was a firehead like I was just I didn't want to be there and this nurse looked at me and she says you know what one day you're going to change the world and I looked at her and I said I'm in debt <laughs> I've lost my job how, how is that I'm in the psych ward how is that possible and I was just so angry because I just didn't see it I didn't see where she was coming from yeah um so coming out I, I still remember her and I still talk to her to this day I was like okay let me apply for jobs let me let me try something and because I was playing video games in that whole period of having no job I was addicted to Fortnite like oh. <laughs> And so I sold my PlayStation. I was like, you know, let me, let me, I did a lot of soul searching because I wanted answers. I was like, if I'm still alive, there has to be a reason why. And it's almost like an awakening or something came about. And I was like, I have to, there has to be a purpose to my life. There has to be a reason why I'm still here because I should be dead, um, basically. So I started, did a lot of soul searching and I realized that my mindset, my, I had to change my mindset and that because I was so used to blaming everyone else for where I was, like blaming my family, my friends. I realized it was me versus me and not me versus the world. Yeah. So when I realized all this stuff, like, you know, Tony Robbins and, you know, all this, you know, all this stuff, I was like, wait, like I have the power within me to bring change. So instead of looking at unemployment as, as bad, because I applied for jobs that I was rejected from McDonald's, like every job I applied for, I was rejected. So instead of taking the rejections and perceiving it as bad, I told myself, maybe I'm too good. Like, so if, if that's the case, what, what do you do? You start your own business. So I, I really, yeah, I, it was all the soul searching that led to this. Um, and then, yeah, I started my own business. I looked at value because I looked at what I looked at, okay, in society, we're paid for our time and value. What value mm -hmm. do you bring to society? Because everyone's chasing money, but they don't realize that your, your service, your rewards in life will be in exact proportion to your service. So I looked at ways that I can serve my community. And I was passionate about young people because, you know, I'm still a young person myself. I'm only 20. Yeah. Um, I was, how can I support young people using what I've gone through? So I started developing youth programs. And because I grew up in England, football, you know, soccer is the sport there. So I looked at life skills in soccer because the same emotional management you need in soccer is the same emotional management you need outside. So trying to yes. connect them together. So that's how this all came about. If Yeah. <laughs> First of all, thank you for sharing that. Um, 
I'm sitting here and I'm just in awe. I think it's one thing to read your story on a piece of paper, but it's another thing to really, yeah, actually share it with you. Um, yeah, that's pretty amazing. So obviously there was a turning point for you. So do you feel that it was um, when you, when that, uh, what was, oh, I'm not sure if you want to share a name, but when it was that lady that actually said to you that you're destined for bigger things or? I think it was her, like it was her yeah. name. Because I was like, if if she can see it and I'm, she's seen the mess I'm in, she has to see something, you know? Yeah. So I think it was her. And then it was also like coming out of hospital and then like still being there. Because the doctors were like, you shouldn't be alive. Like it, it was impossible how I'd come out of all of that. And, you know, especially not even the fact that I wasn't paralyzed in any way, considering how many mm. pills I had So um they were you know those times where I was like maybe maybe there's a reason why I'm still here so yeah yeah amazing and I know someone who comes from a sporting background transferable skills that you learn in sport are amazing and when it comes to life as well so thank you again um what message do you have for young people who might be going through the those kind of challenges at the moment I don't, I don't want to say hold on, you know, hold in there because that's what people said to me. And I was like, mm. I can't hold any longer. Yeah. And the biggest yeah. thing for me is talk to people. That's my, and I know it's hard because I was someone who's very shut off. I didn't trust people. I trust issues. And my thing is you talk to people and don't see it as a negative because for so long, I tried to run away from my past because everyone sees a season who's like the young achiever, you know, the one on the newspaper. So I tried to like, push away the old sizzle and I just felt I was embarrassed by the old sizzle but don't be embarrassed your story is the reason why someone else might stay alive you know and that's what I realized with me is that by me sharing my story people have gone wow I can do this and that's all that's that's been my intention not to impress anyone but to express to people the same power that's within them you know and and speaking out you know I started a podcast um called the reality change just to talk about these issues because I feel like if one person sparks a conversation, it sort of, you know, ravels on. Yeah, um, yeah. So speaking out and, and really owning your story, you know, and not seeing it in a negative light, but seeing it as, wow, this is what I went through. I've come out of this. Now I can yeah. help other people. Yeah. So, yeah. That's amazing. That's an amazing way to look at it because a lot of the time we look and we go, I, I've been that person, so I can't become this person. But, hey, that person is you. It's still a part of you, and it's why you're here. So, yeah, that's a really, that's really, really amazing. But I am interested to hear a lot more about the Fiana support and what made you, obviously, you've explained what made you start up this cult consultancy. But, you know, what have you got going on? You spoke about a podcast. What else? Yeah, so I basically, look, when I first started this, like you could imagine being 19 and starting a business and everyone's looking at you like, what are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I was a bit like, I I just, I think I was on fire. Like I was just on fire for change and I had found my purpose. I was just so driven. And I was like, well, how can I serve my community? So basically I developed our youth programs and looking at ways that we can better engage with young people. Because the thing is, it's all good for us to go in there and talk to them about respect. But if there's no level, there's no rapport or engagement, we're not going to get anywhere. So, and being a young person who was always suspended at school, I sort of get it. You know what I mean? Like I... I absolutely I just get these kids and you know I go into Dondale and sometimes the kids are like miss like how how do you get me and I'm like I, I was I used to be like you guys 
Like, and you see it because when you first come in, they're very shut off. You know, when I first go run yeah. a session with Red Cross or um, City of Palmerston or Papa, they're very shut off. And it's just about taking time to build that rapport. So I may have a two hour session planned, but mm -hmm. if you want to do painting for that session I'm just gonna have to do the nail painting just to build that relationship with the young person yeah. and once we hit the relationship that's when we can have those conversations like with the with the girls that I work with it's more it's more teaching them self-care you know because they're at that stage where they're looking for love through men and through you know relationships where it starts with self first so you know, I'm trying to teach them that basic self-respect and you value yourself first you know you don't depend on someone else to value you so yeah sort of doing that in a way where it's like through nail painting or through activities, not so much sitting in the classroom and talking about respect, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I, it's, it is a bit hard, like, cause coming out of there, trying to come up with programs at work, you know, programs that have a meaning to them because I just feel like if I'm going to do something, I need to see a difference. I want to feel like I'm, I'm making a difference in people's lives. But the whole goal with Fiona support is to, so finish my law degree and then go work as an anti-government lawyer for two years for experience in prosecution. And then obviously I'll hire people to manage the business and then I'll come back and start a law firm as well. So I still have the programs running, but also open up a law firm. And so the podcast, the reality change, I sort of, I was going to do that in one business, but I've separated the two. So that one's about personal development, like motivational stuff just to help people. Um, so we're on, you know, all social media platforms, but the, the, the goal with that one is also to launch a merch, um, like my whole, the whole merch thing for that business. So that, that's a goal long-term and yeah, it's, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I wish I had your wealth of knowledge at that age. I think this is amazing. I'm feeling very inspired by you myself. Um, and you're also a, a member and a chair of the Youth Roundtable. Can you tell us a bit about that and what you like most about it? Yeah, so I must say I got pulled into it. I wasn't going to do it because <laughs> of like how busy I am already. But everyone was like, Sizzle, you need to apply for this. So I was like, okay, let me apply. And I think with me I don't know what it is like I, I don't I don't try to be a leader I don't try to talk I think it just naturally is just naturally there yeah, so when yeah. yeah so when um we went for our first meeting I was a bit quiet like I suppose I sort of I like to be that person that brings people together so if I see you know because when in the first meeting everyone's a bit like in their own little tables so if I like be the middle person that sort of brings everyone together it'll work in a way yeah so I you know my best to do that and then I got nominated as chair so um but, so then they did the voting and you know they, they voted me in and it's just I think leadership is about service that's that's been you know and I'm look at the team knows I'm not someone to micromanage I just feel like when we micromanage we 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 diminish people's creativity mm -hmm. you know so yeah. a lot of people like to me what should I do with social media coordinator? Like my social media coordinator is like always like apologizing to me. She's like, Sizzle, I'm sorry that I'm not posting. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you do what you need to do yeah? Like I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not a micromanager. I just feel like I, I need to guide rather than like force. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah. So for example, some, because as a leader, you won't have it all. You won't have all the ideas. So it's about listening to all our team members. And if, you know, if we differ in ideas or suggestions, it's about coming together and seeing how we can put the two together. Because there's ways we can work around different ideas. But 
look, I've enjoyed it. I'm a very, I'm not, like, I'm not a boss, <laughs> you know, but they were, the team knows I'm not someone to, like, harass anybody that I'm, like, you know, if you want to, if you want to do it, let's see how we can make, you know, get it done. And as, as, as you know, you know, the round table is something we do outside of our time. It's not like, you know, it's not like our work or our year yeah. or something. So it's, it's, it does take a bit of time, like, out of, out of our, out of our day, but it's, it's good. I do enjoy it. Um, yeah. Sounds amazing. Um, thank you so much, Sizzle, for joining the podcast today. Did you have anything else you'd like to add before we go or, you know, another message you'd like to, for young people? Another message for young people. Enjoy life. That's, that's my, that's my advice. Because I think being 20 and then the commitments I have, I feel like I'm, I'm 40. Do you know what I mean? I feel like, <laughs> my mom working you know uh, because of how like serious uh, serious I'm gonna be when I go to meetings with ministers mm. but I think and do what you love because people yeah. try to you do this you should do that go be a doctor do what you want to do if that's what because the thing is money can only take you so far because we're all trying to chase money don't chase money chase your purpose and look for ways that you can serve people through what you love you know that's that's my that's my advice Thank you so much. That was the very first episode of our Menzies School of Health Research podcast series for the NT Youth Health Summit initiative called Youth Choices, Youth Voices. It is always so inspiring to hear what young people in the NT and Australia are doing to make a difference to young people's health and well-being. Such an incredible story of strength, Sizzle. Thank you so much. Thank you for watching today's Medzies podcast. If you or anyone you know is going through a tough time, remember to reach out to friends or family or call for help via a helpline such as Lifeline on 131114. If you can, please support the Youth Health Summit initiative by getting in touch via the Menzies School of Health Research website. Thank you for listening. Please join us again next time.